Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today's Tuesday, April the 4th. This is episode number 192. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Hey, Rod, going great. Felt good to be outside and warm today. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what we were supposed to get. We got rain instead, uh, but I know the good stuff's coming. Right. I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, signs of spring are everywhere, and you know that means the draft is right around the corner, and training camp's not too far behind that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean it, it's hard. I, I know people um, like we talked before we started recording. People are excited about you know the Cavs, rightly so, and baseball and everything. But with all the moves, the Browns made free agency and the trade, and you got to be excited about this team too. And the you know the construction and they're working on you know putting the last few pieces together. Yeah. So yeah, excellent. Looking good. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, we, uh, we are going to, uh, launch right into Brown's news tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, unfortunately, uh, Michael Woods, II second, uh, ruptured Achilles while training with Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's going to miss the season. And I mean, you have to feel sorry, you know, you have to feel bad for Michael Woods. Um, yeah. I, I saw a tweet from him. I can't remember exactly the wording of it, but you know, it was like, it kind of sounded like he's, uh, you know, not too discouraged. Like he's gonna, he's gonna work, and like, like he thinks he'll be back. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so good for him. Uh, that's the right attitude, and uh, we we wish him the best. But uh, that that changes changes some things for the Browns. Um, you know, I I don't know if Michael Woods uh, was going to be given a serious shot at making the team, but I, you know, I think they like it. I think they like him. And um, definitely would have wanted him around at least practice squad or or, or whatnot. So, um, what what are your thoughts on the loss of Michael Woods and the impact, Jeff? So you know, with with the additions so far in free agency at wide receiver, uh, I think that was pushing Michael Woods down the depth chart anyway. Um, so he was probably fighting for that number six receiver on the fifty three man. Um, so, you know, it's too bad he doesn't get a chance to compete and, and try to win that job. Um, but odds are he was more of a long-term vision for this team anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, th- this kind of gives him a year to, to reset and, you know, hopefully he fits into that long-term perspective, you know, coming back next year and, and he can, you know, come back at a hundred percent. I think it affects how the roster is constructed a little bit in terms of, creating competition for that sixth wide receiver spot. You know, we've got, I don't know, 14 guys under contract or something right now, but realistically, yeah. you know, we, you have to think that two or three of them were in battle for that sixth spot, you know? So uh, in the short term, you know, who are we going to be looking at to get that job? And then long-term going into next year and beyond, who are we really developing um, assuming that, you know, we want to replace a couple of our potentially expensive guys. Yeah. And, um, let's, uh, I, I guess let's just, um, let's, let's go over a couple pieces of news first and we'll get mm-hmm. back to looking at that wide receiver room. Sure. Cause I want, I want to talk about one other 
thing before we get there um before we get to that so so let, um th that's pertinent to the wide receiver room so um so let let's uh let's talk about the uh um the fact that the browns are going to be hosting free agent defensive tackle al woods who uh, um sometime this week i don't know if they i don't know if a date's been set on that yet um he's been in the league 12 years uh the last three years with with uh, seahawks um he's an excellent run stopper um big dude six four three thirty uh this this would be huge for the browns i i guess he's um, i guess he's visiting the browns and and the jets i don't know if there are any other teams on his list right now um man that that would uh that would that would make a big difference would it not yeah i think you know <laughs> when you when you talk about fitting all those pieces together on the defensive line um you know obviously uh dalvin tomlinson is not going to play 800 snaps he's probably going to play more like four or 500 snaps um yeah so you know you need a second big body there um and and some other options in terms of you know early downs so um i like the idea of of fitting a veteran guy into that role kind of like you've seen the browns do in the past with you know the 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 depth pieces on the D line that are, are veteran guys that, you know, know how to um, lead and, and, and get the job done by example. So, yeah, I think that's, that's a potentially that's a good get for us to, to sort of round things out. Um, I don't really see him as a, you know, four or 500 snap guy. I think more like a 300 snap guy, maybe. Um, but yeah. I think if, you know, if the price is right, um, that veteran leadership is certainly welcome. Yeah, I mean he's he's been playing for a while, but he's still very effective. So yeah, maybe yeah. it's a matter of of um, like you said, if you get three four hundred snaps out of a guy like that, and he's still playing at a pretty elite level, man, right. that that's just um, something that the Browns haven't been able to do a lot lately at defensive tackle, uh, and to mm -hmm. have have two guys like that. And just bringing that size, the Browns haven't had a lot of guys that size um, in right. town lately. It's six four three thirty. Yeah, it's, been, it, a yeah, it's been a while. It really has. So, yeah. um, let, let, let's hope that. Uh, I, I mean, let's hope it works out. So, um, and I don't know what kind of contract he's looking at, and what um, you know where he's going to want to go. I, I would like to think he'd rather play in Cleveland on the line than than for the new york jets but i don't know who has what kind of money to spend and what they can right. offer and you know who he wants to play with and we'll yeah we're, we're kind of starting to get down there in terms of available free agent spend um yeah i don't know what the latest number is i i think it's probably in the seven to nine million range left um so but you know there's still some creative things that Andrew yeah. can do right. That, that's until be, they but, have to restructure right. another contract. Yeah. Right. 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 So you know <laughs> you you, you got to leave room for you know all the all the um, draft choices, which you know with low picks is obviously not going to be a lot of money uh, unless they do decide to move up for somebody. Um, but even then, it's not you know not going to be a huge concern. So right. you got to think that there's still room for a few veteran free agents to sort of round things out over the next few weeks. Um, 
you know, we, we'll, we'll kind of get into some, where some of those positions are, but I, I think there's still an awful lot of that veteran leadership out there that we can tap into to, to give us the depth we're looking for. Yeah. And, and let's, um, let me, let me go to the wide receiver part. And then I want to get back to that veteran leadership part and kind of get your take on where, uh, where you think the team stands right now, mm-hmm. um, as far as that goes. But, um, person I want to talk about is, and some people have been talking about bringing this guy in, um, you know, via trade is, uh, the fact that there's talk that the Cardinals could cut DeAndre Hopkins. Right. Do you think there's still room for him on this team? Do you think the Browns would pursue DeAndre Hopkins because of the connection? And do you, do you feel there's a need? Do you feel he would be a fit on this team? Yeah, I honestly don't. Um, I think the receivers that we have under contract this year um, already need to touch the ball. And to add another piece that would need to touch the ball. I don't, I don't know how we come up with that many pass attempts, you know, (laughs) I mean, unless Deshaun Watson is going to throw for 6,000 yards or something. I mean, I, I I don't see us being able to spread the ball around to another marquee type guy. Mm -hmm. Now, when we, when we talk about what's going to happen next year and beyond, um, you know, like I said, if we're, if we're thinking that, you know, Amari Cooper's getting expensive and we need to move on from him. Um, or, you know, we have to make a decision on a, on, you know, a contract extension for DPJ. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of ways this team could go in 2024 in the wide receiver room, but this year, I think we have to, we have to ride with what we have and really the, the openings, um, there, the, the the roster spot that's open, I think, is that sixth receiver because I got to believe that um, Jakeem Grant is probably a lock as as the returner, um, and if, if you're counting him as a wide receiver, uh, and then you've got about seven other guys competing for that sixth spot, um, and you know, with with Michael Woods going down, that number's down to six, maybe, <laughs> you know. So I I can see there being room for a draft choice who. Mm-hmm. can develop into a replacement. You know, again, if we move on from our number one or our number two, or maybe both in the, in the coming season or two, um, I could make an argument myself that I would rather bring in a, a rookie wide receiver this year and be developing him to take our, you know, number two receiver spot potentially from DPJ rather than giving him a, you know, 10 or $12 million a year extension. I think there are guys in the draft that that can replicate his skill set um, in a year. You know, not necessarily come in this year, right? But in right. a year, probably replicate his skill set. So, to yeah. me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to to extend him when when he's pretty. I not, I don't want to make it sound like you know like receivers grow on trees, but um, I think I'd have a fairly high level of of expectation that you know i could i could go out and find a guy with basically his skill set right so um you know amari cooper is a little bit harder to replace you know but um it all depends on where andrew barry thinks he's he wants to go next year and beyond you know so realistically wide receiver room this year there's no room for any other free agents in my mind 
Um, the, the free agents we've brought in lately uh, probably won't make the roster. Um, and I think we might be able to squeeze a rookie in there, um, depending on if there's another injury. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's very, it's, it's very interesting to look at this wide receiver room now and and look at who who I believe are the top six guys, which would be David Bell, and this is not in in any order. <laughs> David Bell, Murray Cooper, Jakeem Grant, Elijah Moore, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, and Marquise Goodwin. Right. Um, it kind of right now it feels like those guys would probably be a lock to make the roster, but you know maybe not. Um, things yeah. happen, right? Um, you know, and and that's uh, you know that that's cutting off Anthony Schwartz, um, uh, who I think we thought you know or you thought had a shot at the at the roster before the Marquise Goodwin signing, but. Right. Uh, you right. know, it, to me, that's kind of taken his spot, even though you're talking to a guy who's been in the league a long time. Um, you know, uh, now you've got two burners with Elijah Moore and Marquise Goodwin. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you I just don't know how you keep Schwartz um, at, at right. that point. But yep. uh, um, and other than that, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if any of these other guys that the Browns have are. are in you know in serious uh, and really in the running for making the roster. I mean, right. you know they, Mike Harley. Man, he's shown some stuff. He's a good player, but is mm-hmm. he going to make the roster? I think he could catch twenty passes in the preseason, and he still wouldn't make the roster. Yeah, I agree. Um, Isaiah Weston. Uh, I don't think we've really seen anything out of him yet, have we? I don't. No. He, he was out all last year, so. Yeah. Um, or most of it. So, and the, and the other guys, um, Dalen Baldwin. I think some people like him, but um, again, I don't think he's uh, seen the field much. Um, you know, I I think I'm with you. I don't know how how you bring in DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know whose spot he's taken. You right. know, and and if you if you're looking at Jakeem Grant as a you know as a as a return man and he's going to return um uh, is is he going to is he going to do punts and kickoffs jeff i good question i i think you're still looking at jerome ford for some of that kickoffs yeah um grants a punt returner more more of a punt guy um but i I think his role has to be bigger than that you know to to justify what they're paying him DPJ can return punts. Right, you know? right, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the question is if he's just a punt returner, because he's in, in this room, he's not going to see the field a lot as a receiver. And, no. You know, it's not that these yeah. guys are all studs, but they're all going to play in front of him. Yeah, you're, you're, you're talking about, you know, your fifth and sixth receivers um, maybe having 200 yards at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, and – my question is this: If Jakeem Grant is just a return man, that you know, are you counting him as your sixth receiver? Is there a chance the Browns try to carry another receiver? Um, if Jakeem Grant, you know, does stuff, um, I, I don't know what else he's going to do. He's not that big. I mean, he's not going to. Yeah. 
I don't see him making a lot of tackles on special we've, teams. We've, we've made that argument in the past with Demetric Felton, right? Is he a running back? Is he a wide receiver? You know, can he can he double? You know, sort of free up a roster spot by being able to do both. Um, you know, I, I think you have to make a decision on where you are as a team, and you know, are are you really going all in um, in terms of the roster this year at the expense of developing guys? you know, for, for next year and beyond. And to me, that that's the real question in the wide receiver room, because in my mind that your you know, your number one and your number two guys are really question marks beyond this season. Yeah. Um, that could have some sway in terms of who gets that sixth roster spot. That was part of the argument for Schwartz. Um, I, I think we're, like you said, probably down the road far enough with other options that, that, you know, we're probably moving on from him at this point. But I, I still think that we need to be looking at who can take one of those jobs in 2024. So that that could be one of these other guys. It could be a draft pick. You know, it could be somebody we haven't even considered yet. You know, so um, yeah. it, it's there's there's an awful lot of bodies there. Um and, a, and a, not a whole lot of idea of how all those other bodies are going to be utilized. You know, I, I think we know what one, two, and three are going to do for us right now. And beyond mm-hmm. that, mar- incrementally, how much better is the roster going to get if four, five, and six are, you know, studs versus rookies? <laughs> you know, I mean, how, how much of an impact are they going to be able to have in terms of wins and losses? Not a lot. Right. Not a lot. So, I mean, yeah, it, obviously we're we're pretty far away from projecting a 53-man roster, even though right. a, a good portion of it's pretty easy to project at this point. But Yeah, there's about me, 58 locks right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to, <laughs> yeah, to me, I, I think it, it, you have to feel like they're going to carry six wide receivers, and it, it almost feels like that sixth spot is going to be between Jakeem Grant um, Anthony Schwartz, if he's given a shot, and and a draft pick. Yeah. Um, none of the three would would overly, you know, would surprise me tremendously. Right. Um, if if they really like Anthony Schwartz and they want to give him another year, I, the fans would hate that. <laughs> right. Absolutely, they'd be like, "Well, we already have speed with these other two guys. Why are we keeping Anthony Schwartz?" But you know what, you kept him this long, if they feel like he's ready, you know, to actually do something, even though he wouldn't get that many targets this year. Right. <laughs> Again, and they, you know, the fans would watch him get 20 targets and, and 12 catches and think, why'd we keep him again? Right. You know, when it's, when the plan would really be for him to play next season. Because he was a third round pick and we don't have anything higher than a third round pick this year. And by by giving that roster spot to a rookie wide receiver, you're basically hitting the reset button. And yeah, I'm not opposed to that if you know if they think they can come up with a better player, okay. Um, but I don't think you know that that getting rid of Anthony Schwartz is addition by subtraction. I think it's just fans just wanting to blame somebody. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's for the Browns to judge. If they feel that Anthony Schwartz has not progressed sufficiently and that they're better off dropping back with a rookie 
who they think is going to progress better in a yeah. couple seasons, right. then maybe that's the right move. Yep, that's and what it's going to boil down to. Yeah, and if they think Jakeem Grant as the number six or whatever receiver is going to contribute more by being on special teams this season, and they think they can attack wide receiver better next season, I'm sure they'll do that too. Right. And then the contract consideration plays into this as well. Grant's got some guaranteed money. Not much, okay? Um, But, you know, all that factors in. So I I think – like I said, we, we probably have a pretty good idea of the first five, and that sixth is still to be determined. Yeah. Yeah, which, which uh, several seasons, uh, <laughs> probably five out of the last six seasons, we were sitting here at this point, and, and we probably had a pretty good idea about the first two. Right, right. <laughs> two or three. You know, right. Maybe like, man, who's going to be three or who's going to be four, five and six. Um, So, yeah, they've they've done some work in that room. Definitely. Yes. So uh, so the Browns have some some visits lined up. With. uh, With some guys, so with some draft eligible players, um Got a little list, which which I shared with you, Jeff. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I guess a couple guys of note, but um, I, I'll, I'll just get your I'll just get your impressions on this because the guys who people think are of note may not be the same players who you think are of note for the Browns. Um, sure. Because you know maybe maybe you think they'll be gone before the Browns pick, or maybe you think that right. it's a position they're not going to address. Right. So. So I'll just let I'm just going to give this to you and and um, kind of let you talk about anybody on that list who you think um, who you think the Browns probably have a sincere interest in and and maybe a true chance of drafting. Right. Yeah. So I think this is about reading tea leaves, right? I mean, it's it's um, first of all, teams don't really want to tip their hand. In, in advance of the draft, you know, in terms of who they're really most interested in, because then yeah. obviously it yeah. doesn't help you in terms of, you know, wanting to trade and, you know, what you'd have to give up. Right. right. Um, or, or teams taking guys ahead of you. Right. So, um, but I do think that, that you can sort of glean some, some directional stuff from this list of names, right. Of, of guys who sort of fit profiles, Okay, and, and I'm going to start at the bottom of the list first because these are the two guys that I think are the least likely to end up here, um, and that's uh, Trenton Simpson and Jalen Hyatt. Um, Jalen Hyatt um, is is sort of a, a, a more skilled Anthony Schwartz. Okay, um, he's kind of a young version of Will Fuller. You know, he, he's a a small, fast guy. Um, sort of a limited route tree. Um, he's not real great with contested catches. He's kind of got a lean frame, but he's a first round talent. Okay. So he's, he's a guy that um, could end up being your number one or two. If we move away from Cooper and DPJ next year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think from that standpoint, that's the message that the Browns are sending is, is, you know, we're, we're seriously thinking about what's going to happen beyond this year in our wide receiver room. If for us to want to talk to a guy like this now, yeah. is there a possibility Jalen Hyatt could kind could drop into the second round? I mean, he, I think he's a top of the second round guy. Um, 
he could potentially fall far enough for the Browns to be able to trade up to, to get him. But um, I just don't see, again, with everything we just discussed in our wide receiver room, them doing that for a guy who's really not going to contribute this year. So yeah. Uh, yeah. on a scale of one to 10, I think I'm giving Jalen Hyatt about a two of actually ending up here. Although, I mean, I like him as a player, but um, I really don't see him fitting uh, with our draft this year. He would pretty much be redshirted for a year. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think there are other options later in the draft that give us um, developmental receivers who could potentially be a number two next year if we move on from DPJ. And I'll, I'll, I'll go into those guys in a little bit. Okay. Um, the other guy, Trenton Simpson, um, linebacker out of Clemson. Um, you know, he's, he's again, a first-round talent. Uh, I've seen him go everywhere from middle of the first round to middle of the second round in, in mocks. Um, he's really, though, to me, a lot like JOK. Slightly larger, um, but a speed guy, um, you know, weak side linebacker um, that I'm not sure we really have a need for on our roster. So if, if I'm going to – and again, I, I, we'd have to trade up to get him, okay? So if, if I'm going to trade yeah. up to get a linebacker, okay, the, the way I see our defense evolving this year is we need a, a big downhill Mike linebacker. That That's what – I mean, Anthony – uh, Anthony Walker is going to be our Mike and, and, you know, he's a tough guy and everything, but he's still undersized for that position. And I'd love to see yeah. us bring in a, a big guy for that wide nine, you know, that can plug the gaps. Right. Um, yeah. And I hopefully think, take over for Anthony Walker, maybe, right. you know, Anthony next Walker's season. on a one-year deal. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah. whoever you're taking in the, you know, late second or third or fourth round, you're not expecting them to start this year, obviously. You're not even thinking they're probably ever going to start. They're, most of these guys are going to be backups, right? Right. Um, but, um, you know, you could get lucky and move up into the second on a guy that drops and and he turns out to be a starter for you, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, Trent Simpson, I, I'm not sure that he there's a fit there. I think if, you know, if I was going to trade up into the, into the you know, mid-second round uh, for a linebacker, which we saw – if we saw Andrew Barry do that once, what are the chances of him doing it twice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if he if he wants to trade up into the second round for a linebacker, I think Drew Sanders is the guy I would want. You know, he's he's the the big physical middle linebacker who can play some edge um, and give Jim Schwartz some some puzzle pieces. You know, some some things to move around. Um, so uh, again, I, I'm going to give Trent Simpson a, probably a two of of actually making this roster, right? Um, yeah. So the, yeah. the next guy I'm going to I'm going to go to go uh, with uh, Julius Brents, um, cornerback out of Kansas. Um, big guy, uh, size, you know, um, position versatile. Um, he's really more of a zone guy um, than, than a man coverage guy. And I think we're going to be playing a lot more man this year. Um, mm-hmm. This draft is so deep at cornerback. I would not be surprised if Andrew Berry took a cornerback at any point in this draft, um, just because there are so many good ones. He likes the cornerbacks too. Yeah, yeah, and and you got to think again. You know, I mean, we're coming into expensive deals and you know, extending younger guys. And, you know, it, it never hurts to have 
quality cornerbacks in the pipeline, right? So right. Um, there are tons of them in this draft. And, and again, he, at, at any one of our draft picks, he may decide that the best player available there is a cornerback. And I would, I, I would be totally on board with him adding to the cornerback room again, but I really don't think we need to, okay? But just looking yeah. at the depth in this draft, okay? Yeah. So I think the, the, the message here uh, with Julius Brents is that, you know, he's a, he's a tall guy, 6'3", 6'4", okay, um, who matches up well with the, the big guys in our division and, you know, th- that we typically struggle against. You know? So we're, we're looking to get bigger at cornerback, I think, is, is part of the message I would, I would take from that. Um, but again, in terms of fit, um, he's probably going to be there in, in, you know, the third, maybe early fourth round. Um, but I think fit wise, I, I'd probably give him about a three on a scale of 10 of, of actually being drafted by the Browns. Just um, because of the need. Right. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Need, need fit. I mean, he just, to me, I, I think I would probably put about a handful, maybe six or seven cornerbacks ahead of him who are more likely to end up here in this draft just because there are so many good ones. How, um, how do you compare him to MJ Emerson? I think MJ Emerson's probably more ready to play um, and, and able to hold up on his own, you know, in, in man coverage. Um, the, you know, Brent's is, is just not that guy. I, I don't, I don't think you're going to, well, I don't think you're going to see him get, you know, get stuck with a slot receiver or an outside guy like MJ, you know, MJ played everywhere and did everything for us. And, and the chances of lightning striking like that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, most, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I recognize most, most rookie corners are not going to come into the league and play like Emerson did last year, especially, mm. you know, especially guys right. who were not taken in the top 15 picks of the draft. Right. Yeah. Um, so let me move on to uh, Nathaniel Dell. Um, Another wide receiver, um, small guy, fast. Um, I'll just I'll go back to your conversation about who is battling for that last wide receiver spot, and I don't see us adding another guy like that as as a rookie. I think if we're going to add a rookie wide receiver, it's going to be somebody who can replicate our the, replicate DPJ's skill set. Yeah, right. Not mm-hmm. Jakeem Grants. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I agree. So Nathaniel Tank Dell, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a three also in terms of likelihood of being drafted here. I mean, he's exciting guy, big, big play type of guy, uh, highly productive in college. Um, but um, you know, if Anthony Schwartz drove fans crazy, I think Nathaniel Dell would would rip their hearts out with his um, drops. <laughs> and and the fact that he shies away from contact sometimes, um, okay. he would not be a popular player here. So again, maybe the the message that they're sending is is we're just going to throw all kinds of wide receivers at the wall and see who sticks for number five and six, right? Um, yeah, yeah. The fans would not like that. I've I've always yeah. gotten the feeling from Anthony Schwartz that he was a guy that that was just still learning, yeah. you know. I've never felt like it was an effort issue with Anthony Schwartz. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more that, you know, you're converting a track guy into a football player. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, 
there's there's a difference between track speed and game speed. You you hear that all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. Anyway, um, I think our wide receiver room is pretty well set unless we pick one of one or two guys that I have my eye on in the draft. So then the next one I'm going to go to is uh, Javon Dexter. Um, love this kid. Um, I think he would be an amazing addition to our defensive line. Probably would redshirt for a year um, because he's young. Um, he really hasn't lived up to his pedigree uh, um, you know, in college. So I think there's there's a ton of upside with him. Um, but, a, you know, big, tall, uh, impactful sort of uh, three technique that would would play extremely well with, you know, Tomlinson and and, um, you know, potentially Woods if he comes on board uh, to give you that, you know, that complimentary piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to tell you, I, I, I'm pretty sure Javon Dexter is going to be gone early second round, um, okay. if not higher. Okay. Um, so the, the odds again of us being able to trade up to, to grab him, uh, are fairly long, um, unless because again, of, of his lack of college productivity, I mean, I, it's kind of unfair to characterize it that way, but he just never really reached the level that people expected him to coming out of high school. I mean, he was a, a one of the top high school prospects in the country and he mm-hmm. just never really got there in college. Um, but I think, you know, if, if we are going to take an impactful D tackle and, and upgrade from what we have in our second tier, um, you know, if we want to replace Jordan Elliott and, you know, all the rest of the question marks, um, no, a guy like that is who we're looking for. Um, yeah. I'm just not sure that it's going to be him. I think, it, it, you know, there's a good chance it's going to be somebody like him, though. Um, okay. So I'm going to give him about a five, you know, odds of them being able to grab him. Um, he, he sounds like the kind of guy that if he slips a bit, that um, that um, the Browns could try to go up and get. Yeah, key, key guy. I mean, if, if, if he starts to fall, um, uh, yeah, I, middle, of the, middle of the second or get you're, down to you're absolutely right. Second. You're absolutely yeah. right. He's, he's the kind of guy he's young, uh, tons of upside, um, that, that Andrew Barry would, would try to, to, to trade up for, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I think, uh, the next guy, Dewand Jones is, is kind of in that category also, um, different set of needs though. Okay. Um, Dewan Jones is a mountain of a man. Um, six, eight, three seventy four. Uh, when you talk about Jack Conklin and his shelf life and, you know, what are we going to do at right tackle down the road? Um, Dewan Jones is the guy that, you know, you could stick over there and, and sort of build the right side of your line around, depending on, you know, what happens with Teller. Um, Dewan Jones and, and some of these other right tackles in the draft, we're, we're looking at guys who are, are better pass protectors um, and, and we're, we're potentially thinking that, you know, we're going to move on from Teller. Like we talked about with Joel last week that you know, yeah. his strength is in the run game, right? So right. we're probably looking for a right tackle who has strength in the pass game as well, right? The in pass protection. Yeah, so 
Dewan Jones is is that kind of guy. Uh, again, he's going to be a, a second rounder. Uh, we would have to trade up for him, um, and then we'd have to take a year or two to develop him. Okay, to to replace Jack Conklin. Um, I think there's a couple other guys. You know, after him, um, Tyler Steen out of Alabama, another big. You know, six eight, three twenty one. Um, potential right tackle uh, that would be available later in the draft that I think there's a better shot of us taking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to give Dewan Jones another five. Um, just, I, I, I'd love to see him on our team. I'm not sure that we have the right mix of assets to, to go that route this year. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Definitely. Um, then I'm going to s- swing down to um, Tyler Scott, another wide receiver. Um, the Browns are certainly looking at a lot of wide receivers. Yeah, they um, are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that there's a little bit better chance of, of Tyler Scott. Um, he's got the speed. Um, he's a local kid. He's from Norton. Um, I mean, he's he's an Olympic-type speed guy, punt returner. Uh, I've seen him compared to T.Y. Hilton. Um not afraid to, to mix it up and, and, you know, scrappy kind of, kind of a guy, a little bit undersized five ten. Um, so, you know, if he were one of those guys that fell down to us in the third round, um, possibility of us saying, yeah, this is, this is a guy who could, who could replace Anthony, Anthony Schwartz as our developmental speed guy. Um, I'm not sure that's a huge upgrade though. Um, so I, I'm going to go with a six for Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. Okay. Um, slightly better chance, I think, than the last two guys, but still pretty much a long shot. Um, the next guy, and this, this is the guy I think has really got a pretty good chance of ending up here, is Jamie Robinson. Um, you know, we talk about replacing our third safety. Um, Jamie Robinson's got a lot in common with Ronnie Harrison um, in a good way. Not in the bad. Not the bonehead part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, you know he he's got a chance to, of being that third safety, the you know run stopping strong safety. Um, you know he's a he's a stocky guy. Um, you know would would be solid in run support. Um, not a huge amount of upside with him, but as a later round pick, uh, and I'm I'm typically looking at him. You know in the fifth or sixth round. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Browns could, could do pretty well with, with him at that slot um, to, to fill, you know, or to round out the safety room. You know, the, there are other safeties that are like better earlier in the draft. Okay. But if, if we end up dropping down and taking a safety later, I think he's probably one of the pretty good ones. Yeah. And I mean, no, no offense to Ronnie Harrison. If you're comparing somebody to him, I mean, Ronnie Harrison, you know, has, has talent. He just, oh, yeah. uh, he, played, he just, he just makes, he, he's, uh, you know, yeah, he's, he's, you know, he, he played well for the Browns. He just, uh, you know, he's, he's made the mental mistake here and there. Um, yeah. so, yeah. so you hope, uh, next guy and, you know, you, you want guys to avoid that. That's all. So, sure. um, we have yeah. a little bit of fun with him here on the show, but, uh, in yeah. case he's listening, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no offense, Ronnie. Right, um, no offense. Yep. Yeah. Wish you best of luck. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, the last guy is is uh, Juice Scruggs, and and I'm gonna make him this year's Dawson Deaton. Um, 
you know, when we were picking guys last year, um, I forget who our guest was, but our guest nailed the Dawson Deaton pick. It was Menachem. Uh, Menachem. Was it Menachem? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Now, now that you say that, you're, you're exactly right. Um, Menachem nailed the Dawson Deaton pick. And this year, I think there's a really good chance that Juice Scruggs is one of our late picks, uh, sixth or seventh rounder, depending on where he's at. Probably going to be the sixth. I don't think he'll last until the seventh. But um, in terms of a developmental guard who can play center, um, strong in pass blocking, not so strong in run blocking. Again, you know, we're kind of changing our offensive philosophy a little bit. Mm-hmm. But a big kid, 6'3", 300 pounds, um, comes out of Penn State. Um, I think of, of all of these guys, the, the best chance of, of being a late-round pick for us is Juice Scruggs. I'm going to give him an 8, probably almost a 9, um, that the Browns are serious about talking to him. And you know, he's probably the the one in this whole group that that you know we can we can say they're they're legitimately interested in. Yeah, he's probably like what they're they want me to come in. <laughs> they're bringing in all these first and second round guys. Yeah. Right? Why am I here? It's like they're projecting me for the for the sixth round or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty so, cool. But but he could be you know he could be that guy that that um, Bill Callahan gets a hold of and you know turns into replacement for Wyatt Teller or, you know, maybe he's around until Ethan Posick plays out his contract. Yeah. I mean, centers, centers kind of will kind of be interesting with, uh, um, you know, with Posick and Nick Harris and, yeah. um, I try Browns don't have anybody else. Well, well, they do have, they do have, uh, they do have, uh, Deaton on, on the roster still. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, um, vying for, uh, you know, for a job as, you know, as a guard. So um, right. it would be interesting to see how, you know, how they um, kind of how they set the, the roster up, especially right. after last season when they when yeah. they needed three guys to play center. You don't you don't you don't want to get into November and not have a center. Right. Right. So, <laughs> That's so, worst yeah, case the, scenario. the more the merrier in the center room. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you wonder if uh, um, I mean, obviously they 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 want to keep um, the extra guys. You know, they want them to be very versatile. Obviously, so um, yeah. we'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll right. see what happens. But yeah, I'm sure they're going to draft. Um, I don't know. I don't know how many linemen they'll draft. Um, it, and it's kind of early to even pick this because they may still draft another or th- not draft. They may still sign another free agent or two, you know, with, right. with uh, right. what's coming in, but they're sitting on these eight picks. Jeff, do you, I, I, I we say this every year. Oh, they're not going to use all these picks. Well, they right. use almost all of them every year. Right. They Even will. when we yeah. don't think they need them. Yeah. And what's, what's the most picks you could see the Browns using this year? Uh, seven seven <laughs> yeah that's a safe yeah. pick yeah yeah that's I a mean, that's a pretty safe bet i doubt yeah. if they'll go over seven because right. they're going to trade up at some point for yeah. someone even if it's in the fifth round yeah or trade out or, or trade out yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so let, let's just look at you know what do we need still on this yeah. roster right yeah so we need by my count um 11 guys 
<laughs> let, let, let me tell you who those 11 guys are, okay? We need a J- Jadavian Clowney replacement, mm-hmm. left defensive end, right? Edge rotation guy. Um, Third defensive end. Right. We, we don't know who is going to be the first and second down guy opposite Miles right now. Okay. Um, so, you know, is, is that, is that going to be Alex Wright or can we upgrade that position? Right. Um, either in free agency or the draft. Um, Where do you think Obo is going to play? Well, he's, he's going to play some, some edge. Um, but I don't think he's a first and second down guy. And he, he might at times, um, depending on situation, but I think he's really more of a big upgrade to the Tack McKinley, Chase Winovich role. I, I, and I might be completely wrong on on this, depending on you know how Jim Schwartz structures the defense, but I don't see him out there every down. I think he's more of a specialist. Yeah, I just I think they're. I mean, I know it wasn't a huge contract, but they're playing them some pretty good money. I think they expect them to play a little bit more than that. You know, I mean, I, I don't think it's yeah. going to be every down or not, or you know, yeah. or whatnot. And it, I think it, I think it's going to depend on the situation too. Right. Um, yeah. But I think there's just so much we that. still don't know about Jim Schwartz's defense. That's that's yeah. why a lot of these positions to me are still under the question mark because I don't know the perfect description of what he wants from that position. But based on what I see right now, I still think we need a left defensive end to replace Jadavian Clowney. Or, or at least some depth yeah. there, right? Okay. Well, I, they need another defensive end, no matter how you look at it, whether yep. it's somebody to start or somebody, you know, whether right. it's the, the number two, number three, whatever, or number yep. four, you know, however you look at it. Because so. those the, the D line is always rotational. Right. So we need we need yeah. the we need the end or the edge or whatever, how, whatever that role is going to be. OK, mm-hmm. um, we need another D tackle, really a, a three technique um, or a guy who's going to be out there on early downs again. So that that's two guys on our defensive line on early downs that we need. Okay. Yeah. Um, we need a middle linebacker to replace Anthony Walker, you know, a, a Mike. And then particularly in the wide nine, I mean, again, the, the way I understand it, that's, that's a, that's a pretty important role in the wide nine. Okay. Is, is, is a tackling machine at your Mike linebacker. Okay. Um, we need a slot cornerback. You could make the argument that we already have a slot cornerback on the roster, um, but not by trade, okay, in terms of skill set. Um, so where you know who's going to get most of the snaps in slot, right? Then we need a third safety. Okay, so that, that's the defense. On offense, um, we need a quarterback three who can become quarterback two next year. And again... Maybe you don't not. like Helen Mond? <laughs> I think the Browns do for some they, reason. They do. But, they do. I, but I don't yeah. really know much about him. So I, I, I'm not opposed to a late round pick at the quarterback position. Challenging. To, to, yeah, to, to bring to, in. Yeah, camp, to bring somebody to in him. to camp to challenge him for, you know, what's that room going to look like next year? 
right? Right. right. Um, uh, running back three, um, which again you could argue we need a running back two. Um, you know, I, I think Jerome Ford's probably ready for that role, um, but let's just call it running back two point five. Uh, that that you know could aspire to a higher role. Okay. Uh, and again, I, I think we need a change of pace back. You know, I, we need somebody who's not replicating Nick, Nick Chubb's skill set, which is really what I think Jerome Ford does. Okay. Um, we talked about the fifth and sixth wide receiver. It's really the sixth wide receiver only. Um, and again, it's, it's with an eye toward future years and replacing our one or two or both. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down we need a tight end three. Um, I'm not sure that, you know, that still is a need with, with this, with the Aikens signing. I'm, I was more thinking of replacing Harrison Bryant, but you know, there's, there's plenty of guys on the street that can be a tight end three. I'm so, surprised that they, you know, it, it seemed like a foregone conclusion that Harrison Bryant was going to be released right. when, when they signed Aikens and it hasn't happened. So yeah, uh, it's probably just a timing thing. Yeah, it's it's still it still can happen. And you don't so. want to go to camp with only two tight ends. No, no. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. So you know, there, there still is a possibility we could we could find a tight end in the draft or or pick up another free agent along the way. But um, realistically, that's that's not a huge need for us right now. I like our two two tight ends to to get a lot of a lot of snaps. Um, yeah, and then. Uh, we need to we need to develop tackles. Um, in the short term, we need to figure out what's going to happen with Wyatt Teller. We've been saying this for three or four seasons now. <laughs> um, but <laughs> is he going to still be a fit for for this offense? You know, and at that, at that contract, are we developing somebody to to step in? Um, and then, um, excuse me, yeah, right right guard. And and also a right tackle to eventually replace Conklin, and and they could decide next year to trade Conklin or or whatever. So on the right side of the line, we need to be developing guys. So that that's two spots there: tackle and guard. Okay, so yeah. that's the eleven slots that I see us having a need right now. And you know, you could argue that some of them are really not that big a need, um, but with you know eight draft picks. We're not going to get all of them, <laughs> so we have to decide what we're going to prioritize, right, in the in the draft, and and how big of an incremental improvement can we make at a position by committing either money in free agency or assets in the draft. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Some of these spots I don't think have to be addressed in the draft, and some of them do. You know, I, I think you can add your third running back, you know, via free agency or or with an undrafted free agent. Um, you know, there there always seem to be valuable running backs who are available. Um, you know, so I don't think that's vital. Uh, but if the right guy's there, I think Andrew Barry will take him. Yep. Um, you know, and the number six wide receiver, they they might be happy with who they have. Um, mm-hmm. They might, may not even feel a need to draft somebody unless the right guy's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you know, and, and uh, I, I would think a lot of these other spots, they would probably 
want to bring in competition, even if they feel like they have somebody on the roster for some of these spots. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it just makes sense, and you have those picks. Um, it, you know, it, I think Andrew Berry's probably going to go into the draft ready to use most of the picks, and if he can trade up or out, I think he'll do it. Um, I, I don't think he. I don't think he goes into the draft with one, with one plan and says, "Here's what's no. going to happen." No. <laughs> Not at all. No, no. he is flexible. Yep. Yeah, he is flexible, and I, you know, I think he'd be fine. If he came out of this draft and, and, you know, with three players or with or with eight, yeah, you know, I think yeah. he'd probably be OK. But, you know, I, we t- we talk about the running back all the time, Jeff, and, and I I see where you're coming from with Jerome Ford and Nick Chubb being similar type players. I think Jerome Ford's a little bit different in that he he um, and, and Nick Chubb has improved his his uh, catching of the football. Um Jerome Ford, I think, played a season of wide receiver in high school. Okay. We haven't seen it a lot yet, but this guy can really catch the ball and really make things happen out of the backfield. Um, probably closer to Kareem Hunt as a receiving back, mm-hmm. I would think, not comparing style of play. Yeah. So, and I understand the Browns are in a situation where they're trying to compete. Okay. But yeah. Teams draft running backs and start them as rookies all the time. Oh yeah, you know he, he's got a year in the league. And and my argument's not with you; it's, it's with a lot of people who think that Jerome Ford's are not the guy to be the number two back on the Browns. Right, guys, he's been in the league for a year. He was, yeah. you know, he was drafted. He didn't come in as an undrafted free agent. The guy has a pedigree. He was, you know, a very good college running back. I'm not afraid with him being the number two guy. Yeah, not at all. Um, you know, I think he's ready for the role and, um, and I agree with you. I think, uh, the number three guy is going to be a change of pace guy. I don't think it's going to be Dimitri Felton. Um, I think they want somebody who's going to be a little bit more of a difference maker, a guy who can run the ball better. I, I, you know, I don't have anything against Dimitri Felton. He just, um, he's more of a receiver. Than he is a running back, and there's yeah. Let's, not a spot let's for be him. honest; he's still not much of a receiver either. So, I think you're at a point with this roster that experiments like that. You know, the 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 Anthony Schwartz's and the Dimitri Feltons of the world um, are going to be hard pressed to make this roster, and that's that's a yeah. good thing for us as a team. Yeah. Um, and for them as individuals, it means that that they're going to get a shot somewhere else. They've they've had right. you know a couple of years to develop and. You know, good luck to them. I hope they, you know, find success somewhere else, um, except when they're playing us. Well, let's be realistic. Demetric Felton, what, what was he taking in the fifth or sixth round? I think it was sixth or seventh, actually. Six, yeah, I was going to say, he was a ladder round pick. I think I it was mean, seventh, yeah. Yeah, he played a little bit for the Browns. He returned some punts. I mean, how much do you want to get out of, a, out of a guy who was picked that late? Right, well. You know, I mean, not everybody's Donovan Peoples-Jones who turns <laughs> right. into a— <clears throat> turns into a solid number two receiver as a ladder round pick like that. Right. But you can't, so it you took just, him a few years as well. So yeah, but you don't nail every at, single draft pick. We're, but we're, we're just not in the position as an organization now where we can invest two or three years in draft picks. You know, we're, we're looking to win now and we just don't have the space on our roster to carry guys that, that can't help us win now. 
You know, we, Andrew right. Barry will tell you that, you know, it's for him, it's all about roster continuity and there's, there's no time frame, right. In terms of the draft, because he feels like he can go and get the pieces he needs other ways. You know, he can trade, he can, mm-hmm. you know, find guys in free agency or roster casual, you know, cap casualty guys. Um, but the reality is, is that you you get to a certain level of talent and it's about how much better can I make a position? You know, yeah. and and pretty soon you, you can't make positions a whole lot better by making a move. You know? Right. So. Right. So, you know, yeah, there are there are places that we still need bodies. But in terms of us being able to dramatically improve the roster, um, you know, we, we kind of did that with the first few free agent signings, I think. You know, we, yeah, we got definitely. dramatically better at, at D-tackle. Uh, we got significantly better at safety, I think. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. we, we, we picked up a, a slot slash speed wide receiver um, that we really were missing last year. You know, we, we tried to create somebody that could do that and, and it just didn't really work where now we've got a proven guy in Elijah Moore, you know? Right. So, so to me, those are, those are the huge upgrades, you know? Um, and that's a lot for one off season. It is. You know? Great so, off season. So, you know, the draft for me, I'm, I'm not expecting us to, to find any starters in this draft. Not, not with the assets we have. I mean, barring, uh, you know, a trade up and a, a whole lot of good luck. What's going to be fun about the draft is, is seeing how many of these guys can actually stick on a roster this good. Yeah. And you, you said that, you know, the Browns can't afford to carry guys for development, uh, you know, at this point. Not as many. Yeah, not, not as, as many. many. Yeah. yeah. It, the, the interesting thing is, yeah, the spots where they can carry guys for development are pretty much open right now. And that's like um, yeah. running running back three, yeah. um, you know, uh, potentially or possibly wide receiver six, if they choose to go that route, um, tight end three, um, you know, uh, uh, the right tackle and right guard. It, mm-hmm. It's not like they're going to get guys to develop at all these positions in this draft, but they could hit any one of them, yeah. you know, and a defensive end three, you know, all these spots, they, they could get guys at these, at any one of these spots. And some of them are going to stick and some of them are not. Right. All of those spots that we mentioned on offense are developmental roster spots. Yeah. QB three, RB three, wide receiver six, mm-hmm. you know, tight end three, the, the offensive line. Those are all developmental roster spots. Okay. On the defense, it's all guys we're going to need. So where do you think we're going to spend most of our assets in the draft? Um, yeah, it has to be defense. And, and um, I don't know how people will react because the Browns did address, especially the wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. So the Browns, you know, and and the, uh, you know, and adding um, the number two tight end, but the Browns sh- fans should feel like the offense is in pretty good shape. So I'm hoping you would think you would think. And <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I would be good if they went 
you know, almost all, all, uh, all defense. I'm trying to think. I mean, you have to figure they're going to draft. They're probably going to draft a tight end. Um, you know, I thought they were going to last year and they didn't. <laughs> well, that's true. That's probably my biggest disappointment from that's last true. year's draft. Yeah. Yeah. They could have used that guy this year, huh? Yeah. 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 The they would have had the guy already. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you would think they're going to probably bring in whether it's, uh, you know, I would think that they're going to bring in a running back three, whether it's draft or, you know, undrafted mm-hmm. free agent, a tight end, uh, a developmental offensive lineman, potentially, if he's, yeah. if he winds up being better than any somebody that, you know, that they already have on the roster. Yeah. Um, I would think the rest of the guys, you know, unless they, you know, uh, draft a wide receiver, the rest of the guys are going to be uh, going to be defensive guys. So let, let's go back to those five guys on defense, right? So there's, there's, we said the left defensive end, the three mm-hmm. technique, the middle linebacker, slot cornerback, and a third safety. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, with the assets we have in this draft, what do you think is the likelihood that we're going to get an impact guy at any of those positions? Um, I would think, uh, well, I mean, it's not great, but I would think that um, – Probably the most likely from um, what you're telling me about the strength of the cornerback class would probably be the slot corner. Good chance uh, of that. Good chance you know. of slot of, of, of a safety three. I'd say those those two are the best chance that you're going to find a guy who can contribute with yeah, what we have this year. Yeah, you're you're probably not going to get an impact defensive lineman. Not without trading down. up. Yeah, unless somebody falls, um, you know, down to the middle or later in the second round and the Browns, you know, um, right. decide to go up and get them. I, I think to get any of those those three guys, the you know, the two guys on the line or the, or the middle linebacker, I think you're going to have to trade up. And even so, you still might not get an impact guy this year. I, I don't know that I don't know that you need impact guys on the line. You mm. know, it would be great. But I, I think they just need, you know, if they can add a solid player at, at either one of those positions to help on the line this season. Right. I think it would be huge. Yeah. You know, um, they, they I don't think they need to hit a home run on the defensive line. Right. Um, but man, if we need had, we need to we need to frame this in terms of what we got out of Winfrey last year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, realistically, they finally draft him in the fifth. Fourth, I think. Fourth, okay. Yeah, yeah, they, um, I mean, I would have been happy with him in the second round. Yeah, and it's a little different. (laughs) It's a little different case because he had some other issues and stuff. You know, I don't know that his head was all together and everything. Um, you know, but, but you're right. You're right. That's the kind of guy you're talking about getting, Mm -hmm. you know, in the third or the fourth round is a guy like that who falls a little further than you think. And comes in and makes some contributions, but he's probably not ready to contribute at the beginning of the season. Right. You know, it takes him a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 It, it's interesting. I mean, I'm I'm pulling for the Browns to sign out Woods, um, you know, and not feel like they have, you know, have that need going into the draft. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's hard to say because there's there's still question marks on that defensive line. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, um, 
the roster's rounding out. So, um, is is there anybody you want to talk about at QB three, Jeff? Because we talked about guys visiting, and well, we can do it more later. But um, I but think yeah, QB3. I, I think I read that they met with um, Clayton Toon out of Houston. I don't remember okay. if that was at the combine or. or if May they have been. I didn't see anything about to him meet, on the list. Of pretty now. sure that they had had met with him. Um, I to me that. That, that's a guy that, that slots in the fifth round that, um, you know, we've got a couple of close picks there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'd take a flyer on him, um, bring him to camp. You know, he's, he's got all the tools. Um, mm-hmm. You know, can, can he be a long-term answer as your backup? Maybe. Um, you know, but somebody along those lines could, could potentially – be the answer for us um, going forward. If, you know, if, if Watson were to be injured, you know, um, you want to have somebody that you feel good about in, in longer stretches. Yeah. And you have to be realistic about this. Taking a flyer is, is the key, you know, the key phrase there because <laughs> right. You you have Josh Dobbs for this year, you know. People people aren't going to confuse him with Aaron Rodgers or anybody else, but I think people feel comfortable with Josh Dobbs being the backup that he can run the offense that he can probably that he can score some points. Yeah. With this offense, the guy you're looking at drafting, you want to upgrade Kellen Mond and feel like you have somebody that could potentially develop. And, and be your number two, right. you know, next season or, yeah, or even the season, season goes, after that. Yeah. As far as this season goes, I mean, I will yeah. say though that, you know, um, and, and I like Josh Dobbs, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, th- I think he played really well in the preseason, yeah. um, but, but we also cut him last year. Right. So, right. <laughs> you know, so um, it, uh, it's hard it, to, it's, it's hard it's, to differentiate because you love Josh Dobbs, right. You know, the person and everything. Um, and you love a lot of what you see as as the QB, but um, I mean, there's there, there's a, a reason huge, he was available to come back right. to the Browns. There's not a huge body of work there, um, yeah. and and it's it's all I'm saying is it's not out of the realm of possibility that a rookie quarterback could bump him off the roster. Yeah, yeah, it, it's possible, depending on what the Browns end up doing um, right. in the draft. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. <laughs> definitely that's what's so fun about this time of year yeah yeah very much so okay well i think i think we've kicked that around quite a bit yeah i didn't think we're going to talk this long yeah good draft primer yeah definitely definitely good primer so uh do you have any any closing words jeff you like to leave everybody with well i kind of teased about a couple of wide receivers so I'm oh yeah gonna, i'm gonna throw a couple names out um that i, I think are realistic possibilities for us if we choose to draft uh, a dpj replacement and these are these are two guys that at, at least at some level that um replicate his skill set and so the, the first one is uh, jonathan mingo um out of old miss he's 6'2 226 he runs a 44640 um could easily step in and, and and fill that role as as your number two guy and you know in a year or so yeah. Um, and gives you the size guy, the guy who can 
make the contested catch. Um, uh-huh. Got enough speed um, to keep defenses honest. Um, and he's probably going to be available either with um, our, our 98th pick or maybe even around 111. So okay. not, not a guy that we need to trade up for. Okay. Gotcha. Hopefully. Um, if that doesn't work out for us, if we decide to go another route early in the draft, then there's a, a second guy that I would look at later in the draft. Um, you know, late fourth round, early fifth round. Um, out of Virginia, a guy's name is Dontavian Wicks. And you know, every year I fall in love with a wide receiver just because I watch his film. <laughs> yeah. the guy, I just enjoy, you know, I just love watching the guy's film, right? Um, you know, last year it was uh, uh, the guy who ended up in, in Green Bay. Um, Romeo, Romeo Dobbs. Dubs, Dubs, yeah, yeah. Fell in love with him last year. Um, Dontavian Wicks um, is that same kind of guy, I think. A little bit slighter than Mingo, but still a good-sized body, 6'2", 200. Um, not quite the blazing speed. Uh, he ran a four six two forty at the combine and a four five seven at, at his pro day. Um, so he's, he's not a track guy, you know, but go out on YouTube and watch some of his highlights. And the guy is always open and just impressive as hell. So if you're looking for a guy later in the draft that can kind of do what DPJ has done. And again, it might take a year or two or three. Okay. Um, that's got to keep your eye on. Nice. Nice. And you've, uh, you've picked out some guys over the years. So, um, so yeah, some guys who've done pretty well in the NFL. So yeah, definitely. So, uh, so cool. We'll see if the Browns uh, choose to, well, it, it, it's, it's not what the Browns choose to do. It, it's how the draft falls. Whether true. the guys were there for Andrew Very Brady true. or not. And who he yes. Was. He's yes. not going in saying, I'm going to take a wide receiver. No, not at all. <laughs> he follows his board and he plays the game. And that's yep. why it's so much fun. Because yep. you have no idea what he's going to do. Right. He's got all those spots and he's going to address um, as many of them as he can with, you know, with uh, the best way he knows how to. So. Yep. Excellent. Well, this has been the Browns Blitz. Uh, We appreciate everybody listening, and we will catch you next time. (laughs) 